0: Hello, and welcome to The Budget Mouse, a podcast that will help you plan an incredible Walt Disney World vacation, even if you're on a shoestring budget. I'm Leah Altheiser, the creator of the websites The Budget Mouse and The Frugal South. I visit Disney World many times each year and have tons of tricks for doing Disney on the cheap. I want you to have the incredible vacation you deserve, so I'm sharing all of my tricks with you on my sites and here in the podcast. This week, we're sharing tips and hacks for Disney World transportation, so let's dive in. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to episode 86. Figuring out how to get from point A to B at Disney World is sometimes the hardest part of planning a trip. There are buses, Boats, monorails, gondolas, minivans, Ubers, and sometimes even walking to get you around on Walt Disney World property. So in this episode, we're going to give you some general guidelines, plus some insider tips and advice on how to get around during your Walt Disney World vacation. And I have to say, this applies only to when you're staying on property at a Disney World hotel. Staying off property has its own set of transportation challenges, but what we're saying today just applies to when you're staying at a Disney World owned hotel. I'm joined today by a very special guest who is going to take on an important role here on the on the podcast that we are rebirthing here. Um, and that is Dave Rich, who is not only a Disney aficionado, Disney history history buff, trivia expert. He also happens to be my brother-in-law. So Dave, I'm so happy to have you here.
1: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: Yay. I always enjoy. I
1: always enjoy taking advantage of some well earned nepotism.
0: Yay, nepotism for the win! <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. So, Dave has been doing a Disney podcast for I don't know, year, two years now. Yeah, mm-hmm. a yes, while. Yes, it was called. And- it was called the
1: Add More Mouse Podcast.
0: Yes. And as we both know, keeping a podcast going consistently is such a huge challenge. So we are combining forces. We're hoping the momentum is going to keep our butts doing this together here as we move forward. So it's a lot easier when you have accountability with someone. I,
1: I think so. That is very true. And I think, I think, uh, oftentimes what my other show lacked was like, we really, I do not go to the parks all the time. I go, if I'm lucky <clears throat> every couple years. And so, uh, and, and I felt like, you know, a lot of people who look for shows, they want either the history or they want to talk about Disney stuff, or they want to hear about, uh, goings on at the parks or they want tips on what to do with the parks. And I feel like, uh, we are going to combine into just the most amazing Voltron.
0: Oh my! If you ever watch Voltron. Voltron, we're like
1: two of the lions coming together in that. Voltron, and uh, it's going to be great. So we're going to we're going to focus on Disney, uh, all the stuff that you normally do, tips and tricks on how to navigate what tends and what seems to be an increasingly uh, complicated yes, process of <laughs> planning a Disney vacation. I was just there last week and. Oh my gosh, even for somebody who like, I feel like I'm fairly in the know about what's happening there and I was still very overwhelmed uh, at certain points. And then I think it's also gonna allow us to continue to dig into some of the weirder stuff or some of the funnier stuff uh, that's on Disney Plus or on YouTube or books or whatever um, that will help someone who is maybe new to Disney uh, enjoy the parks a little bit more, maybe knowing a little bit of the history or the background
0: I love it. I think it's a great um, way to join forces. And yes, Disney is increasingly confusing and mind boggling. So this week we're going to tackle the very confusing topic of Disney World transportation. Now I've done a separate show that is about getting to and from Walt Disney World from the airport. So we're not talking about that. We're just talking about when you're on Disney property. A property, how to get around, which is I think some people, most people underestimate how difficult it is to wrap your mind around Disney World Transportation, because we're talking buses, ferries, boats, monorail, Skyliner, and um, then sometimes those aren't practical. So you have to turn to page sources. So the first thing that I want to say that many people probably don't know, because I get asked this a lot, is that Disney World Transportation that I just mentioned are free to anyone. You don't have to have a park ticket and you don't have to be staying at a Disney World resort to use all of those forms of transportation. So this is actually different than Disneyland. I didn't know this before I went to Disneyland, but you have to have a park ticket in order to ride the monorail at Disneyland. So I think that's where people get confused and they think maybe you need a park ticket to be able to use the monorail or to be able to go on the Skyliner or use the boats or whatever. But actually, you don't have to be staying at Disney Resort and you don't have to have a park ticket to use any of the transportation. So I'm going to give an example here. Of some, This is kind of like hacks that maybe people didn't think about, but ways to take advantage of the free Disney World transportation to kind of improve the quality of your trip. So here's an example, which I have done. If you're at Epcot and you are so overwhelmed and hot and tired and you just want to put your feet up. You can go out the back entrance to Epcot, which is at the international gateway that's between the UK and the France pavilion, you can hop on the Skyliner stop which is right there and take a short trip over to Disney's Riviera resort, which is a total different scene, it is very chill. It is very relaxed. You can plop yourself down on a comfortable cushioned chair there at the lounge. You can put your feet up. You can take a drink and have a breather from the parks. You don't have to be staying at Disney's Riviera Resort with the price tag associated with it in order to take advantage of just the grounds. The only thing is you can't go in the pool, but you can cruise around the grounds and take advantage of that. Another example, this is a little bit embarrassing that I've done, is take in the monorail from Magic Kingdom, when I had a little one in tow, I think she was probably two, right one was probably two, um, taking the monorail from Magic Kingdom to the Contemporary Resort. And they're on the second and third floor of the Contemporary, so you'd have to go down a floor from the monorail stop. There is a um, conference center and tons of comfortable furniture, couches, chairs, and everything scattered about those floors. It's usually empty because even if there is a conference there, there people are in sessions and stuff. And I have actually laid down on those couches and taken a nap while my kid was napping in her stroller in the middle of the day, (laughs) like a hobo drifter at Disney world, like stretched out. I do not care. I napped on the couches of the contemporary. Um, I've
1: seen, I mean, in at my last trip there, I saw people (laughs) sleeping uh, in yeah, it's just yeah. on park benches, uh, yeah. at the at the bars. <laughs> well, not really at the bars, but like in couches. It's it's a fairly common thing. And also like if you're uh, out in the heat for eight to nine hours, like
0: yeah, sometimes you just fall yeah. asleep. It's not I mean, right. you could sleep in the Hall of Presidents, or you could sleep on a couch at uh, the Contemporary. I mean. I'm not judging anyone either way. How,
1: did, who would sleep, who would sleep in the hall of presidents? Right. Oh, you?
0: So anyway, just an example of that, like, you know, you don't have to be staying at a Disney resort. You don't have to be staying in the contemporary <laughs> to sleep like a hobo on the couches there or use Disney transportation to get away from the parks for a minute to get a break in the afternoon. Cause you are that tired that you could probably just fall asleep at um, the drop of a hat. So I am going to reference from th- some things from this recent trip, Dave. I, too, was at Disney World last week, the week before, um, with Dave and family there. And um, some creative uses of Disney transportation are, like, sometimes where it came in handy. So my overall guidelines for when you're going on a Disney trip is just to learn the transportation options at your particular resort inside and out. Because they are really unique. Every resort has its own combo of transportation options. Overall... You're going to find bus transportation at the value and the moderate resorts. And then you're going to find some other option at deluxe resorts. That's kind of the rule is that you may have buses, but you also have some kind of other option in addition to buses at deluxe resorts, but there are exceptions to this. So one is where you just stayed is Art of Animation and Pop Century have a Skyliner stop. And if you don't know what Skyliner is, it's like a gondola system that can transport you around Walt Disney World. So Skyliner stop that will take you to Hollywood Studios. You do have to change the line one time or to epcot though in my opinion it's not very practical skyliner ride from art of animation to epcot because of how long it takes and that you have to switch lines one time in addition to that so i would opt to bus to epcot from art of animation pop century but how did what did you think of the skyliner taking it to hollywood studios from art of animation
1: i i loved it um, this was the first time I'd stayed at Art of Animation before pre-Skyliner and uh, I thought it was great I mean honestly so I do have a question for you so um, on the morning that we wanted to rope drop Hollywood Studios uh, we we got up, we walked down to the Skyliner and there was a pretty crazy yeah. looking line yes. for the Skyliner uh, like it was really long and so we kind of it made the, the snap decision to just call in a lift ride awesome. to get over there. And it, it, it was, I mean, it was only fifteen bucks and it took us like 10 minutes to get there. But uh family friends of ours waited in the line and they said it, it actually it went really fast. fast. After we paid for the lift ride, I was kinda like, oh, maybe we should have just it wasn't that expensive for the lift ride. But you know, if you see if somebody comes down and they see that line that it like is pretty daunting looking. Like it went a ways back. Would you advise people to, if they're in a hurry, should they just skip a line and go for a paid option or can they kind of rest easy knowing? Well, that it it's does a really go
0: quickly unless there's a problem, which <laughs> <laughs> sometimes there is a problem with the Skyliner, well, right? Yes. So it just depends on how important those plans are to you, right? So it's the same thing as everything uh-huh. at Disney World. There's no guarantees that something's not going to break down. So um, I would just say that, like, if it is going to ruin your vacation, if you get held up on the Skyliner, then I would say, take the lift. If you have a little more time, you're more flexible. If you're like, eh, if the if the worst case scenario happens, the Skyliner gets held up and I'm delayed by 30 minutes, is it going to ruin my vacation? No. Then just wait for the Skyliner. It does as, as a rule move quickly. Like how were they there quite a, a while after you, like after you arrived, how long did it take for them to arrive? Do you know?
1: Yeah, they were, they were after us, but I think they got through the line okay. in about yeah. 20 minutes. That, that sounds awesome. right to me. Um, and we, you know, obviously the earlier you get there, the better shot you'll have at being closer in line. But I will say just overall, like the Skyliner rules, uh, it's, <laughs> I'm not afraid of heights usually, but like it's, yeah. it's almost like a ride in and of itself because <laughs> you are floating over water and you are seeing, things from up top you're going to the parking lots. it's as a rule Um, i love it i I love it extra
0: time when riding the Skyliner, and i think that is just what you have to factor into your plans is that if you're going at the peak time particularly to hollywood studios is the most popular park right now so leave extra time when going to hollywood studios and i wonder if they hit another line when they had to transfer at caribbean beach so if you're taking the Skyliner from Art of Animation to Hollywood Studios, you have to get off, get back in line <laughs> and transfer to the Hollywood Studios line there at Caribbean Beach. So that could be really discouraging, too. If like you get through the line, you're like, cool, we're in the <laughs> we're in the clear. And then you get and there's another line that you have to wait it again to get on the Skyliner to go to Hollywood Studios. That could be somewhat deflating. So you just have to plan for that.
1: Yes, I will say. I will say at night and also in the afternoon when we used it, there was yeah. absolutely no line and it was super easy. Like we left, um, the park around eight 30. And, uh, even though there were a lot of people making a park exit, yeah. it was yeah, super. The only time it get gets
0: backed up, up is in the morning when everyone's trying to get there at the same time, but people leave gradually throughout the day. Yeah. So you're right. I mean the only other time where you'll see a line is when the fireworks end at Epcot. Okay. So I have a tip for that. Like, um, We're talking about the nighttime show at Epcot, which is harmonious right now, but it will change in the future. Um, it really doesn't matter what I know, right? (laughs) That's a topic for another show. Um, it doesn't really matter where you watch the nighttime entertainment from at Epcot. And so if you're staying on at a Skyliner resort, try to watch it as close as you can to the international gateway there. Like so I like to watch it from like in between Canada and UK. And then I just like start walking as soon as it's over or like as it's wrapping up, start walking to the International Gateway and then you'll be one of the first people on the Skyliner and you can get back to your resort faster. So when I stayed at Riviera and wanted to see the nighttime show at Epcot, that's what we did. We just were sure to watch it right from there so it could be not get stuck in a line getting back on the Skyliner. Um, so the other kind of exceptions to the transportation rules would be Caribbean Beach, which does have the Skyliner to both Epcot and Hollywood Studios. And um, that makes it, to me, a really appealing moderate resort because of the increased transportation options. So like I'm staying there next month on a girls trip, we're going to Epcot and I'm going to request a room at Caribbean beach that is close to the Epcot Skyliner stop because some of the rooms at Caribbean beach are close to the Hollywood studios Skyliner stop. And some are close to the Epcot Skyliner stop. So just kind of to plan accordingly at that resort to be close to the transportation is a really good thing. You can request a room close to that particular form of transportation you want to use um so other exceptions are port orleans resorts riverside and french quarter have boats to disney springs which can be really nice if you want to have an afternoon or evening at disney springs that you get to take a leisurely boat ride over um instead of taking a bus and then animal kingdom lodge is another exception because it's a deluxe resort that has only buses to everywhere but like i have this secret dream that one day yeah. they will pave a walking path to animal kingdom park wouldn't that be so cool
1: yeah, it's it's kind of crazy I know, that I agree it doesn't connect. It's
0: so close. Any.
1: I I don't know. And I will say that like uh our family had for the first few trips always stayed uh at Animal Kingdom and then usually would tra- usually transfer like halfway through our vacation to a, a slightly yeah. less expensive hotel. And uh so I was very used to using the bus system and I got to say like uh we stayed at the polynesian this most recent time and staying at a monorail resort was unbelievably so nice. <laughs> convenient um and when you're at i mean i love animal kingdom lodge I, I think it's a i mean it's an amazing hotel i'm sure everybody you can you know you can go on youtube and watch videos of it like seeing animals outside your window if you have a savannah view room is amazing but I will say, having stayed at different hotels this time that had transportation built in other than the buses yeah. was it's really, kind really of a nice. changeover. Um, it is because even though the buses run all day, uh, your schedule is going to be dependent on when one shows up and you just kind of have to walk down to the stop and wait. And if there's a line, there's not necessarily, you're not going to get on that first bus. And it's not it makes it a little more stressful if you're trying to rope drop a park or if you have fast passes. Oh, sorry. Oh, I, I do have fast me. passes anymore. If you have lightning, <laughs> if you have early plans, uh, the bus it, can it, really it get can. in your way. And then you've got to deal with traffic and all kinds of other things. And um, obviously if you're staying... At Animal Kingdom, you don't really have a choice, but something to consider when you're booking.
0: Totally. Um, So just in closing about this, that transportation options vary at the resort. So like basically once you pick the resort, then your job is to learn the transportation options inside and out. Like how do I get to every park? And sometimes there's multiple ways, which is the best way, right? (laughs) What's the fastest way to get to, for example, Epcot from the Polynesian. So like I was texting with my sister, Dave's lovely wife, um, the morning where they're trying to go to Epcot and she's like, "Uh Oh, how do I get to Epcot from the Polynesian? I'm not talking bad about her on the show i'm just saying like you you go oh no i wouldn't she, how i do wouldn't I? know and, that either Um, because she knew that i had told her that you walk to the transportation and ticket center to get the monorail to epcot from the polynesian but then she was like oh wait how do i actually do that and so we like had to look at the map and plan like oh there's the path because this it's not that obvious really um plan the walking path from their building at the Polynesian to get to the transportation and ticket center to get the monorail to Epcot because there's no buses actually from the Polynesian to Epcot. The only option is the monorail. And if you went to the monorail stop at the Polynesian, you'd have to take the monorail all the way around past the grand Floridian and magic kingdom and contemporary to get to the TTC adding an extra like 20 minutes to your transportation in the morning,
1: which, which (laughs) I did twice
0: uh, during my stay. I,
1: I, uh, Yeah, I, uh, I t- two different times I got on the wrong. That's the other thing is like, there's a way you can actually yes. get on the wrong monorail, which is doing a separate loop. And the good thing is that you will get where you need to go Funny. for the most part. But uh, confessions. Yeah, you, it, you should all. It, when in doubt, <laughs> ask a person in a uniform, which one you should yes, get on because they. that's will funny.
0: Um, okay. So next, sometimes Disney transportation, like just doesn't make sense. So a prime example, of this is when you want to eat. I mean, some of the best restaurants are at the other resorts and you want to go to a different resort to eat dinner. Um, and you're like, whoa, how do I get to said resort? And when you do Disney transportation, it involves like two bus lines, like a transfer of a bus, and it just doesn't seem practical at that point. And so you have other options to get around that includes Uber, Lyft, and minivans. So I want to address those. Um, my opinion is like, don't waste hours of your vacation to get a free bus ride when Ubers are so cheap. Like to get anywhere, you you gave an example, like $15, $13. I mean, generally to get anywhere within Walt Disney World, it's like 8 to $15. I mean, 15 would be the farthest reaches or at peak times because they do charge more for peak times. Um, like you already paid so much for your vacation. Don't spend an hour and a half on a bus or waiting for a bus when you could Uber somewhere in 10 minutes for an extra what $15. So that's just my opinion on that. Um, there are Ubers with car seats. So I had to show my sister Kim like. On the Uber screen when you pull up Uber, you have to scroll way to the bottom of your options there and you will see Uber with a car seat. So the car seat laws in Florida are a good thing to mention when we're talking about transportation. So five and under need some kind of car seat in Florida. And that is different than other states like I think in North Carolina it's seven and under so I mean, she was able to ride without a car seat in Florida when she was six, whereas in North Carolina, she couldn't have, and I was fine with it because people are safe generally driving other people around, but um, you can see the options that it's extra $5 for a car seat. Um, And I do have a post on using Uber and Lyft at Walt Disney World, all of the like basics of how it works and how to use it. If you've never done it before. And Dave, I'm going to ask you to put that in the show notes, if you don't mind Um, it's over on the frugal South. The other option would be minivans. So I have personally never taken a minivan because I just can't. It's so painful, the price. Um, I looked at taking one. We were meeting Dave's family at the Polynesian on our last day, and it was a $13 ride from Animal Kingdom Lodge to the Polynesian on Uber. And it was $50 with a minivan. And I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Um, This is why people, though, sometimes choose to use a minivan. So it holds up to six people. And two car seats. So getting an Uber, you can only request one car seat. So if you're traveling with two kids eh, and you're kind of limited, you'd have to get two Ubers, split your party up. Or if your party is more than four people, I mean, four people's crammed in an Uber. So if you have more than four people, you have to get two Ubers anyway. And at that point, it might make sense to all pile into the minivan and share the cost. Um, there's also cute TVs in the minivan. Well, the minivans are really cute anyway. They're red with white polka dots and there's cast members driving the minivans. So those are the reasons why people might sometimes choose to use the minivan. And it's just part of like the Disney experience. You might splurge for a minivan. I can't bring myself to do it. I'm just too cheap. Um, anything you want to add about do you guys? <laughs> did you Uber? Oh yeah. You just said you Ubered to the parks in the morning, which I've done many times when I'm running late.
1: We used, uh, we used Lyft, which a you know, same basic thing uh we used it twice um and one was in the morning one was at night to get to a dinner and i have to say like uh very easy because i know where i live in ohio sometimes you book a ride and it's like i've actually booked a ride and then i get an alert five minutes later that says sorry there's no one around to actually pick you up yeah. and it's like well what okay what's this app supposed to be doing then but I, i'll say plenty of cars in the area um And I had, I struck a conversation with, I'm that kind of guy who wants to talk to my Lyft drivers and doesn't sound like the typical like Lyft or Uber price really surges until Uh, like park closing. And so if you're using one in the afternoon or even in the morning, it did not seem like it was a huge issue. Um, I think when parks are closing and it's harder to get rides, the price will go up, but uh, easy to get. And honestly, like. the the relief of not having the stress of like making your dinner reservation on time.
0: Uh, Uh, It was worth it a few times. I I use it a lot. Um, The last thing I want to address is using just Disney transportation, like taking advantage of it when you're doing a split stay. So that means when you're staying at more than one resort at Disney World. So like how to switch resorts using Disney transportation. So this is the basic gist of it. It's like you're checking out of one resort in the morning. Um, Most people go to the parks. Um, So what you would do is pack up all your stuff, call down to the front desk or to the bell services desk and say, Hey, we're switching resorts today. And um, they will usually come up to your room. Tag your luggage for you. Fill out information on the tag about what resort you're going to, how many bags you have. And then I always tip a dollar or two per bag for anyone that touches my bag. Um, and then they will tell you that they're going to switch the bags for you and that you likely won't see them to this time. Most recently, it was between 3 and 6 p.m. So in the past, it was earlier, but you know they're having staffing issues. So it's t- everything's taking a little longer <laughs> um, and that they're going to move your bags for you. Then you use the transportation at that resort to get to the parks, right? So let's say you're. At, I'm gonna do what you guys did, which is you're at the Polynesian, you go to Magic Kingdom, you spend your day at Magic Kingdom, however long you wanna stay, then you guys were switching to Art of Animation. You then take the bus, from Magic Kingdom, direct to Art of Animation. You're there magically at your new resort. Your bags will theoretically arrive later and you can check into your room, hopefully on time. I know you you guys got delayed checking into your
1: room. Yeah, we get delayed, but it happens. It's not uh, not nothing to complain about really it's uh that's a good problem to have when your hotel room isn't quite ready when you show up uh
0: well these are all first word problems that we're having here yeah World. yes what how did you get your bags how was getting your bags did that go okay. that was
1: great so uh just in case anybody out there has never done this before you basically uh we were leaving from the polynesian after a few days uh you just pack up all your stuff uh bell guy or lady uh shows up to your room takes your stuff uh, just like they were, I mean, taking it to the front desk, and then later on when you check into to your next hotel, your bags are there waiting for you. And then uh, you just have to wait. The only thing that caused some issues when our room wasn't ready uh, was that they won't deliver give you your bags until you get into a room. So uh, if you need something, uh, if there's medication or anything else that's really important to you, I would say bring that with you to the parks or keep it in a backpack or something like that because uh, it's kind of a pain uh, to try to get your it bags if you're waiting for your room. Once you get into your room, you just call the front desk; they brought our stuff within like three minutes.
0: Oh, that's good because sometimes I've had to wait even them for them to bring the bags. Like sometimes thirty minutes. I'm like, Are the bags coming? I'm trying to get to dinner or something. So yeah, it's a really plan accordingly.
1: I think they felt bad yeah. since we were delayed, but yeah, if you if there's something if you if you have some kind of like time sensitive medication or something for your kids or like glasses and sunglasses or something like that. Like uh, bring the stuff that you need, that you think you're going to need in your backpack or whatever. um, And try to just keep your clothes and like the stuff you don't need instantly in your, in your luggage. Always take a backpack to Magic Kingdom anyways, or to any of those parks. You always have
0: a backpack. Well, that wrap, that wraps it up. Do you (sighs) have anything else to add about getting around?
1: Gosh, I don't know. I'm just excited. Yeah. I'm excited to start doing the I'm show. I'm uh, I think the – yeah, I think my co-host from our old podcast, the, the Add More Mouse podcast, is going to come on for the back end of some of these okay. episodes. Uh, probably not this one, but um, we're going to do some uh, – you know, look, the way, the way Michael and I always looked at this was there are a lot of Disney podcasts out there. And so uh, we just try to have fun with the things we discover. Neither of us is necessarily – a premier Disney expert, but we know more than the average bear. And uh, I get really into some of the old movies that influenced the parks. Um, you know, we did a whole series on our other podcast about the various sitcoms that visited Hi, Disney man. parks and watched all those episodes. I, I We just love stuff like that. So uh, more to come on that, and then we can tie it into your topics for the episode. We will, and if we can't, we'll just fall down our own rabbit holes. And-
0: it sounds awesome. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Okay. Thanks, Dave. All we'll right. Talk soon.
1: Bye, Leah. <laughs>